I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercised. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits. It was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. High five. It is another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins, and I am broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. And per usual, I pull my car right into the VIP spot at the front of the DDP Radio Megaplex. I get the doors open for me because I am VIP, baby. I get the executive elevator all the way to the top floor, and it goes up a ding, a ding, a ding, a ding, all the way to the top. Ka-ching opens up, and there I am on my exclusive rooftop deck, and I climb each rung of the DDP Radio Megaplex broadcasting tower, and I flip the switch, which broadcasts the maple leaf into the sky that lets Crystal know that we're time to rock. And suddenly I get the broadcast thrown right back into me and right out into cyberspace, where we are broadcasting live another episode of DDP Radio with my favorite co-host, one of my favorite people in the world, the Canadian quote master herself, the one, the only Canadian's greatest person herself, Crystal Stewart. How are you? Wow, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Just saying. <laughs> I'm good. We're, we're coming in hot today, huh? We are coming in hot today, um, which uh, is not indicative of Canadian weather, just saying. <laughs> uh, well, uh, fortunately, it's a, it was a beautiful day here today, and we've uh, we're co- we're got a guest today who's from an, another part of the world entirely, so we'll have to check in and see who's got the better weather right now. But without any further ado, let's get this thing underway. Crystal, I know you work very, very hard to bring us some awesome guests every week here at gdpradio.com. And every time I think, well, you can't beat this. There's no way this it can get any better. You always bring us a story that inspires people. It motivates people. It's intriguing. It's uh, relatable. And that's what we do here at DDP Radio. We tell stories and we inspire people, not through words, but just uh, storytelling. You know, somebody's journey has so much validity and so much uh, worth to it. And that's what we like to spread here on ddpradio.com. So without any further ado, I know you worked very hard to get these guests booked, and I know you worked very hard to mine all of the suggestions and recommendations and find somebody truly worthy of the DDP Radio Warrior of the Week. So without any further ado, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely, I do. So this week, um, DDP Radio has definitely become global. 
it's a global show. Um, our friend this week, it is um, Rod. Um, I, oh, I'm so terrified of messing up his last name. Um, Freem. Um, and he is from Australia. Now, it is amazing to me that Mike and I get to talk to people from literally the four corners of the globe. And it is always so amazing to hear how incredible their journey has been as well. So this isn't just a Canadian and U.S. thing. This is a global thing, and it's amazing. And I can't wait for you to hear Rod's story. So please welcome our new friend to the show, Rod Freem. Hi, guys. Hi, Rod. Hey, how are you, man? Doing all right. All right. All right. Well, I I know it's uh, it's eleven. It's around eleven a.m. There. I'm gonna act like I figured that out myself, but you told me before <laughs> you came on the air. Um, so we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day uh, to uh, to hang with us. And and before we got on the air, I also uh, name dropped somebody I knew in New South Wales because to me, as an American, I figure all Canadians and all Australians just know each other. Because uh, what's the chances you know one person? In the right? entire country that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no we, don't, we, 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 we have a, we're a big country. <laughs> don't have many people, but we're a big country. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and beautiful country, too. We appreciate you taking the time. So uh, we always start off here at DDP Radio with a simple question that kind of just takes the conversation wherever it goes. Every warrior of the week, every superhero, every superman, every superwoman has to have an origin story. How did you start, uh, you know, getting into DDPY, and what was the circumstances that made you want to take that initial leap uh, for the DDPY? What was Rod's uh, origin story? Well, my – basically, I started back in – I started on the program about 2013, 2014. Um, and for years, I'd had bad problems with insomnia, depression, not that I knew it at the time. Um, depression, overweight, just didn't get out and wasn't active and stuff due to family and work and general life issues. Um, and then one night I actually was listening, because one night I actually had insomnia and I was awake at 2 o'clock in the morning and as I did every night when I had insomnia, I put the radio on and I'd try and bore myself to sleep with a radio with a radio station and the radio station I usually listen to was Sports Entertainment Network in Melbourne which basically just has all sports all day and I'm very sporty so I love watching sports and I love doing sports but I never actually did a lot of sports um, but they actually had this one day they had Dallas on and I'm like at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to go back to sleep and as a Growing up, I was a wrestling fan, and I was a massive WCW fan as well. And so once I heard the name Diamond Dallas Page, there was no way I was going back to sleep because I wanted to hear what he had to say. Um, And he sort of talking about his wrestling days and stuff like that, and I was sort of remembering and remembering all these things that that he was talking about. And then then they said, oh, what are you doing now? And he mentioned DDPY. And I thought, well, this sounds a bit different. And I sort of wasn't sure what the hell it was. I was sort of inquisitive. But he got the instructor, or not the instructor, the the host of the show to actually do a diamond cutter whilst on the air. And the guy was talking about 
sort of how it made him feel and and the like, and how he was actually breaking out into a sweat just doing a diamond cutter and just moving his arms and things like that. And I thought, this sounds amazing. And I sort of, it took me, after the after the show had been on and and I'd heard all about Arthur and, and Stacey and a few of the other alumni of DDP Yoga, um, eventually he did get back to sleep. It probably was about three hours later. And I woke up the next morning. I was excited. My wife had already gone off to work. So the next, so the, during the day while I was working, I was sort of checking out YouTube and seeing what this D2P yoga thing was all, was all about. And she came home and I said, I love this thing. This, sound, this sounds awesome. And so I showed her and she sort of looked at it and thought, yeah, that looked good. And at the time, we couldn't afford for us both to be going to a gym, to work out of the gym and get a gym membership or anything like that. So I basically pitched at the fact that for the price of the DVDs, We've got the DVDs for life, and we've got workouts for life, but we're not paying as much as what we would if we had to go to the gym, and we'd probably get bored at the gym with all that sort of stuff. So that's sort of how I got into DDPY, is I basically just listened to, just had insomnia and got into it through, through that and picked, up the, and picked up the DVDs. That's amazing. What a great story. Uh, yeah, wow. and... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, man. I was, I was meant to have insomnia that night. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it's it's crazy that you know the circumstances that happened. The fact that DDP's on the radio over there, and you know the night you have a pretty uh, bad insomnia, and that was in 2013, and you know now we're here 2022, um, and uh, you know you've been here for a while, and you're, you're crushing it. So. You know, it's crazy the circumstances and the uh, chain of events that had happened for uh, you know you to you to get here. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. And you mentioned uh, when you first started, you and your wife were going to do it um, together. You know, kind of uh, instead of the gym. I always find that it's such a game changer when you have somebody willing to take that you know jump with you. Like, what did that mean yeah. for you to go into it with a partner like that instead of trying to you know go at it your own yourself? I think that initially that was really good. I think initially it it didn't we didn't always work out together because our our work schedules didn't always align. But we always had something that we could go back to and and do things together when we were when we were both available and able to do it. Um, and for the first year, we sort of just followed those those twelve week programs or thirteen week programs, whatever they were, um, and just plotted out and things like that. Um, each and where we could, we we bashed ourselves up and, and worked out together. Um, but with kids and stuff like that in the house, like at the time, I think my son would have been probably four or five. So it made it difficult because you had to have someone supervise the kids when we couldn't right. both work out and they're a bit young to join in. But yeah, it was sort of, it was good to have someone there that actually knew what you were doing and, and you could talk to each other about what you were doing and how, it, how, it, how you were feeling after doing it. And, and and because down here, nobody knows what DDP yoga is in general. Um, you get you have your like I think we've got in our Facebook group I think we've got like 500 people or something like that down in the Aussie the Aussie group. Um, but if I mention DDP yoga in general general society, nobody knows that. Nobody even knows who Diamond Dallas Page is. So trying to talk to somebody down here about it is very very hard. 
um, because people wow. are just looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? Just looks like you're <laughs> speaking neurophysicist language to them because it's just so different. <laughs> but, you know, also, too, like, you know, the, the delivery method of the message is always important. And I'm sure that you were more open to listening because it was – you know, Diamond Dallas Page. And I think that's such an uh, important aspect of this program. There's a lot of wrestling fans, uh, you know, who do DDPY. There's a lot of non-wrestling fans. But, you know, there's a lot of wrestling fans who are overweight. You go to those events, there's a lot of people who are unhealthy or overweight. And probably if their mom, their dad, their wife, their brother, sister said to them, you got to lose weight, you got to get healthy, you got to try something, you're not going to listen to them. But you put that message in the, the, uh, the mouth of somebody like DDP, who you respect and are a fan of, and suddenly you're more open to it. So I think that's an important aspect of this, is having someone yeah. like DDP tell you, you, gotta, you know, this is what you should do. And you're more open to listening to it. And I know down there, you know, DDP isn't the household name. And, you know, probably the term yoga, you know, a lot of the guys around there probably roll their eyes. But it's, yeah. it's funny how quickly they get humbled if you actually have them try it. So what is the uh, reaction to your friends and family when you tell them I'm going to do, you know, yoga, but DDP yoga? Um. A lot of them are very skeptical about it and they're not sort of, they don't really, they're not coming from that wrestling background. They don't know because they don't know Dallas and they haven't seen Dallas. They don't have it. They don't have any idea whatsoever of what he looks like and, and anything like that. So when I put up videos and stuff of how Dallas is going at the age that he is and then how Arthur went with, with his video and stuff like that, I get surprised things, but then I also get skepticism of oh, this can't be real. Um, and I think that's generic across all countries. I think people that don't know what the programs are like, and regardless of whether it's DDP Yoga or any other program, if you don't know about it, you're going to be sceptical about it to start with. So, um, but yeah, I think I think that's the, that's sort of the that's sort of the, the the general idea is, and that's sort of a, that's sort of where I want to actually um, take DDP Yoga in Australia and try and make it grow and try and make it. Not as big as what it is in the States and Canada and, and the UK, but getting up there and getting more people doing it. And, um, yeah, that's my, that's one of my goals. And, and Dallas was actually down here in 2016 for a workshop. And it was sort of at that workshop that I decided that I wanted to open a PC in, a, in Australia or in Melbourne um, where people could come and do DDP yoga and... That sort of started off my life, where I'm doing and what I'm doing now, was sort of born from from that day. Wow! Did you ever uh, did you stop want... and think? Oh, sorry, Mike. Oh no, I'm sorry. sorry. That's my fault. Rod, did you ever think that things would evolve to this? No, no, never. No. Um, I thought well, pretty much like everything I would start and I'd stop. Yep. And and I think I did. I mean I think for the first probably year and a bit I did no probably two even two years, I didn't really fully commit to it and I did go in and out of um doing the program. I let life get in the way and I'd right. stop for a bit, then I'd come back and and that sort of thing, but um, yeah, I think that my 
my attitude towards it all changed um, in 2017 when I decided on the 1st of January that I was going to see if I could do one month of DDP yoga every day. And I did. I got through one month. But at the end of that month, I thought, let's see if I can do another month. And I did another month. Um, and as of yesterday, and I've still got to do my workout for today, but as of yesterday, I'd done 1,938 consecutive days of DDP yoga. Way to go. First. So I'm sort of, it's sort of become, um, where a lot of people sort of think, where will I fit DDP yoga in? I have an attitude of, I'm going to do it. I've just, I've just got to work out where the best time. And I've actually worked now, got, got it down so that after work, at the end of the day, have dinner, DDP yoga, and then I get to chill and relax for the, until the, for the night. So it's sort of become part of my routine. Um, I do it virtually every, every day at the same time. Um, and yeah, that's sort of, it's sort of what, where it's, where it's gone now. And I'm sort of working towards that 2k, um, pro, that's 2k day, um, which will be up very soon. That's incredible. Wow. Congratulations, man. That's, that's amazing. Wow. You know, so you're, do, you're doing it consecutively like this. What kind of changes has your body gone through whether it's weight loss or physical or flexibility or I'm sure you've seen incredible you know gains and and changes I think mine mine I'm not necessarily doing DDP for physical changes Um, I sort of look at the Facebook the Facebook pages and stuff and see all these amazing results of weight loss and things like that and they're fantastic but for me it's now become very much my means of one of my one of my two crutches are I use for dealing with depression and anxiety yeah. so it's more of a mental health issue for me and more of a mental health coping mechanism um, than it is weight loss um, I lose weight I put weight back on but as long as my mind is in a better place um, then that sort of that's sort of the crux of, of what I'm trying to achieve with it um, wow. I mean, I've, I actually, I've attempted suicide twice and it was actually in 2016, November 2016 was the last time I decided, I attempted to suicide. So that was the, that was the pretty much the kickstarter of, I need to get this, this thing going and I need to get myself into a better mental state. And that's the sort of the crux of where I started this, this streak that I'm doing now. Um, where it's not, I don't really call it as much of a streak. It's just my daily routine. Wow. So it's, it's become like brushing your teeth then. Absolutely. In fact, I'd probably do it more than I brush my teeth. (laughs) So it's very automatic is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever have a moment? It's also automatic in the family routine. Like, but family know that from this time of the day to this time of the day, Dad's doing DDPY. And they can come in and out and, and know that I'm going to be doing DDPY. And it's sort of part of the routine of the family now. See, and wow. I think that's really that's... important 
because you're managing the expectations of the family as well. And, you know, just for you to have that time, because you need to, I, I can just speak for myself, but I know that I need to have that time to decompress my day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really important. Yeah, I think I think in today's society, we there's so many people that are so stressed about life in general, whether it be work, whether it be family, whether, whatever it is, that we a lot of people don't take that time to actually mentally decom- decompress and and get that thing out, get the things out of their head that don't need to be there. Um, right. And the other, like I mentioned, I do the DDPY is one of two. Well, the other one for me is running. And I go out and I run. And so between the two, and at the moment I've actually got a knee and a back injury, so my running has stopped virtually. Well, it hasn't completely stopped. I'm sort of starting starting up again now. But um, DDPY just keeps going. I'm, whether I'm sick, injured, whatever, I still am able to do something from the DDPY Yoga Now app because there's so many different workouts, whether I'm doing a double black diamond or whether I'm doing a live workout that's extreme or whether I'm, I'm doing something as easy as a wake-up. I'm still doing a workout and I'm still moving my body. And basically I just, I just manage my time and manage my body and pick the most appropriate workout for what, how I feel on that day. Um, and if I have to shuffle the program that I'd already programmed in, for like I do, generally now I do custom workouts um, yep. because you can only do 12-week programs or 13-week programs on advance so many times before it gets boring. So I sort of do custom and I mix and match and then I, I, I bring in themes. So like I'll go through a phase where I'm doing all the Hayden workouts and I'll go and do all the Christina workouts and I'll do all the gym workouts and I'll go through the different instructors and then I'll do different sort of things just to keep it interesting for myself so that whilst I'm doing it every day, it's not boring. Right. How do you find that this has helped you rehab any injuries that you've incurred from running or just life in general? Um, well, actually, in 2014, I'd had a really bad back spasm and my back had just completely blown out. And I was on the floor. I actually had to crawl to the phone to call someone to come down and help me because I was actually at home with my child, my daughter, I think it was. She was two. And oh. I couldn't look after her. And I was literally crippled on the floor. Um, luckily, my parents don't live that far away, so I got them to come down. And I eventually got to my GP who sent me to a back surgeon who told me I need back surgery. Um, oh, my and like at that time I was 40 and I I'd just turned 40 and he said you need back surgery but I'm not going to give it to you until you're 60 because if I give you back surgery now at 40 then you're going to have to have another surgery at 60 and then another one at 80 and I'm not going to give I don't want to be giving an 80 year old a back surgery so we're going to wait until you're 60 to 65 now at the right. time I was doing admin work so I was sitting in a desk typing and doing all that sort of stuff so I was sitting all day um, hence my hence being overweight and, and stuff like that prior to doing DDPY um, since I've sort of been doing DDPY I haven't had major back back issues 
I do get, okay, like in the last month or so, I've probably had two where I've, basically now I'm doing strength training um, and I've just done something wrong and tweaked my back, but I managed, I, I managed myself out of it now. Um, and and the, other, the other thing I sort of established from working with Dallas and, and getting in, getting the love of DDPY was I actually was told by, my, by the back surgeon that I needed to find another job away from a desk. I need to be doing something where I wasn't sitting all day, which eventually led to me becoming a personal trainer. So that is what wow. I do now. I'm up and I'm moving and I'm helping other people with movement um, and stuff like that. So my, my world has completely changed from sitting to standing and I'm a I'm level one certified DDPY instructor on the level two program. Um, trying to get level two done soon, um, but I teach classes like I, I I teach classes down here and stuff like that to try and broaden people. But also I know that it's going to help people with with movement and things like that. So yeah, wow, that's amazing. You know, they they throw the the word uh, life changing around often, but that is a true just life lifestyle, all of the above, just change. You know, you went from in pain, uh, you know, in a chair all the day, all day, and now you're a personal trainer. Uh, that's incredible and a, a true life overhaul if there ever was one. Yeah, well, it was out of necessity. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself sitting in a desk for the rest of my life working. A, it was hurting my back, but B, it was mentally it was draining me. And so I needed to do something that I wanted to do, something that I enjoyed doing. And I'd been coaching basketball since I was 12. So I'd had 30 odd years of coaching basketball experience. And I love that coaching side of things. So that's where I went into um, coaching basketball, from, from coaching basketball into being a personal trainer, um, to doing DDPY instruction um, and things like that. So, and I think the Dal- I think meeting Dallas in 2016 sort of inspired a lot of that as well. Um, the fact that I loved the program and I wanted to be able to do what he did for so many people around the world. I want to help Australians because, like I said before, we don't know, people down here don't know DDP or DDPY. And so I wanted to try and help bring it to bring it to the to the Australian shores as much as I could. Wow. Do you think that if these series of negative events happen didn't happen, you would have just gutted it out and just you know forced yourself to stay in the job that made you physically painful? Um, or do you think that this was kind of a catalyst, despite the negative aspects of it and the unfortunate situations, really kind of propelled you into a lifestyle that was more manageable for you? Um, yeah, I definitely do. I think, um, I mean, now i am sort of become such a learner of all things to do with mind and body and stuff like that, and I now realize that we are sent negative things. things we have sent troubles not to, not to torment us, but to push us towards growth. Nothing good comes from easy. Everything good comes from hard. So when you go through those hard circumstances, that's when you're growing. Um, that's when you're, you're moving forward. And, um, 
I sort of now look at these negative things and say, okay, well, what's the message in this negative situation that I'm dealing with now? Where is it trying to take me? Rather than, oh, woe is me, I've got this thing going on, how am I going to cope, how am I going to... And a lot of people will do that. Um, but I think once you, once you learn to look for the hidden message in that negative thing, then... It can take you. It can take you one of two ways. It'll either take you up or it'll take you down. And I don't want to go mm-hmm. down, so I work myself to find the way of going up. Wow, that's that's, that's great. Um, Rod, I was just wondering. There's there's a question that we have gotten in the habit of asking many people, and the answers are always very interesting. What would new, what would, yeah, new Rod tell old Rod? Move your body. Yeah. Stop being a sloth and sitting around doing and doing the easy thing. Um, I mean, I was, whilst I'm not, an, I don't drink alcohol or anything like that, I would sit and watch TV and I'd sit and watch sports. I wouldn't actually get out and move myself. Um, I basically, I, the, the interesting thing about being a PT was I'd never actually worked out in the gym until I became a PT. So wow. I'd never gone in and done weights. I'd never, I'd never done any of that stuff um, as a participant. I would watch it on TV or watch, watch, think people doing things on TV shows and stuff like that, and think, oh, that looks cool. But I'd never actually have never actually went and did it myself. Never actually signed up to a gym or anything like that. So, like my first experience of of working of working in a gym was actually working in a gym as part of my certification to become a personal trainer. That wow. and no one I'd never been in a, been in that environment before that. Was it intimidating? I don't think it, it wasn't as necessarily intimidating as it was scary as fuck for me because I've yeah. never been there. Um, I don't think I don't think I was intimidated because I knew that as the instructor I was the one in charge, or, or, the, or I was, or, or I was shadowing the person that was in charge. Right. So I wasn't actually intimidated, but. Now, coming from a, my background of sort of as an instructor or as a, a PT, I, a lot of the work I do is for an organisation down here called Live Life Get Active, which actually is free personal training or first group fitness training. And a lot of my clients that I get to that are intimidated by the gym or haven't got enough money to go and pay to go to the gym. And so they come and train with me for free and we have sponsors that pay, pay my wage, um, which is a fantastic initiative because there's so many people that are scared to be active physically active because they don't know how their bodies are going to go through it and how and the other side of it is you sign up to a gym you have to then pay extra to get a personal trainer and then you wonder can I actually afford all of that together and doing the two three sessions a week with the personal trainer it becomes a very expensive issue so what I do is I train people for free and I give them the same... I give a person that would pay me $70 to $100 an hour gets the people that are doing it for free are getting the exact same experience. They're just doing it in a group rather than doing it one-on-one. That's incredible. 
you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago that, um, you know, your, your problem wasn't necessarily as much alcohol or drugs or anything like that, but, you know, inactivity and food was a drug to you. I swear by the fact that I think that is one of the most deadly addictions possible, not even just food, but inactivity. I always say mm-hmm. once I get out of a, a mode and, you know, a go, go, go mode, like it happened during the pandemic and you find yourself just yeah. in a place where you're just lethargic and lazy inactivity breeds more inactivity and i thought the more inactive i was the more the the more willing and excited i would to be to get out and to exercise and it turned into the opposite it turned into a downward spiral and almost like a drug for me and when you said to get active how important it is i you know i that hits home for me because the more inactive i get the more inactive i stay and it's a real hard cycle to break yeah well, down here, we've had six lockdowns in the past two years. Um, and so basically not being able to do it. Like, we had really, really harsh lockdown rules where we weren't allowed to go to work or, or do anything. So my entire industry was completely shut down for, for virtually two years. Um, so I wasn't wow. allowed to work for two years at all. Um, that gave me a lot of time. And that would be... I could either that time could have become a really bad thing because I had nothing to do to occupy that time, and then that becomes a mental issue for me. Or I could do something with my body and alleviate that stress of a no income, b no, b no work, and that sort of thing. So my way out, even though I had my daily DDP yoga, and that was a really big bonus through that two years I got out and ran three four days a week I did my I did Facebook live classes online um, DDP yoga classes or whatever or or any of the other modalities that I'm I'm licensed to teach I did Facebook live classes for free for people and I didn't care if I had one person come or I had nobody come I would do it and it wasn't it was more it was just as much for me as it was for the people that were doing the classes because I needed to, to feel like I was helping somebody else. And if somebody else was on the other end of that, that video live, then fantastic. If not, then it was purely just for me. And there was another DDP yoga class or another Metafit class or a strength class or whatever I was teaching at the time. So yeah, cause the wow. COVID thing was was big down, was massive down here. Like we had probably the biggest restriction in the world. I mean, yeah. we now call Melbourne the lockdown lockdown capital of the of the planet because <sighs> we've been locked down. We all like, you know, you know, that's it's so cool that you were you're doing stuff like that too. And I you talk about how much the mental aspect is helpful to you and in, in changing in you know life changing for you. I think coming out of this lockdown, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, with a lot of long-term effects, physically, mentally. And I think there's going to be a really place, a real big place for community and helping each other kind of pull ourselves out of this. And that's such an awesome way you're giving back to the community because I think it's a service that a lot of people are going to be able to take advantage of and, and hopefully use to get themselves, you know, somewhat back to normal. It's been a real traumatic kind of a difficult, you know, few years for a lot of people. And I think that's really cool that you're doing something like that to help. And I, I think even though like we've, we finished our last lockdown last year, so we're basically sort of four or five months 
of being almost free. I think our last lot of, of restrictions were dropped on Friday. So we're virtually back to normal. But the, the COVID scenario has lingered in people. So whilst we don't have those same restrictions and we don't have the same lockdown rules and things like that, there's a lot of issues that people are still dealing with. Like People are still yeah. scared to go to gymnasiums because they're scared of getting viruses and stuff like that. Um, and I know down here... Our governments were saying, oh, don't go to gyms. They're like a hotbed for, for gym in, for viruses and, and dirtiness and stuff because people are sweating and stuff like that. But sort of coming from that industry, I know that like we've had 20 years of you have to wipe down mats. You have to sanitise everything before you, before you use it and after you've used it. So we've had those same rules that we've had for COVID but we've already had that for 20-odd years before that, and I've sort of spoken to a lot of fitness industry people that have sort of mentioned that that's been the case, um, and they don't understand why we were, shut, why we were closed, because in, my, in, that, in a lot of the, our industry, we see that we went through that two-year period. That was the best time for gyms to be open because people needed to exercise. And yeah. when you shut down a gym or you sh and you put in, a, like we had five kilometre radius where we could exercise in and we could only exercise for one hour a day outside. We had to wear masks when we were outside and things like that. It made it difficult for people to do what they needed to do to help their mental um, stability. And so the government, in trying to stop this virus, created a bigger problem that we're now trying to deal with, and that is people scared to go out and be amongst other people. And I think you know, one of the things we can do with DDPY is encourage people to, if it's not, if they don't want to go to a class, they've got DDPY, they can get the app, they can work out at home on the, on the app and get the same benefits. They can join the Facebook community and they've got people they can talk to. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about DDPY is that, it's not you don't have to do it in person in a class. You can do it on your on your own or you can we've got so many instructors now that are able to do Zoom classes for one on ones or and stuff like that to help people through. And that's what I want to be able to do is help people with DDPY, whether they're in Australia, whether they're anywhere else in the world, if if I can work out my timetable to help people, I will do it. I think that's been one of the most amazing things is to see how technology kind of took over when we couldn't do everything that we wanted to do because we were locked down. So I'm in Canada, and I know that um, Zoom gatherings to do workouts, that was a big thing. And, I mean, it, it really lent itself to um, productivity and a sense of togetherness and just not feeling alone and it's really been an important thing so it's kind of it's been strange for all these restrictions to be removed and everyone saying okay now you can you know step outside your doors and get back to life well life has kind of changed and you know we're finding now even my children I have a couple of kids and the anxiety in them has gone through the roof and it's over simple things. So it's very strange how, you know, it's all played out. And 
thank God for technology and us all having Zoom Zoom sessions for DDP yoga when we really didn't have anything other than our TV screens. Yeah, and I think that's I think that was the the good bit is through that two year period as a DDPY community, we actually got to meet other DDPY people from around the world. Yeah, um, because we were able to go into a, into a Zoom or a Facebook class and there'd be somebody from across the other side of the, of the, of the world and we would see them. Like I had people coming to my classes from the US and people coming from other countries that never, never would be able to work out with me any other time because right. it's just impossible. Time, I mean, my, my biggest issue now is time zone. I mean, I'm trying to work out when I'm going to do classes <laughs> is like time zone. I mean, it's, when it suits me, it's the middle of the night for everyone else. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of trying to work that sort of thing out. Like, even now, trying to do... I'm trying to... I want to do DDP... The classes that Hayden and Matt do on, DDP, on the DDP Live, but they don't fit my time zone. They don't, they don't work in with when I'm available to actually train. And I think that's a big issue that probably... Across the world, we've got to sort of navigate a little bit better. Um, it's been able to open things up to everybody, not just select pockets of the world. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I have a question that's come in for you, Rod, and I was just wondering, somebody is asking, um, how has DDPY helped your sleep? Uh not a hundred percent sure. I do have to have medication for my mental health issues, so that does help with my sleep. Um, it also does impact on my weight. So, right. in terms of sleep, I do sleep a lot better. Like I do sleep a full night's sleep. Now, whether that's because of the pill or whether that's because of DDPY, I can't categorically say. I just right. know right. from my point of view. I'm sleeping eight to t- eight to, t- to nine hours a night, and I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling healthy, and I'm feeling happier most of the time. Um, and if I'm not feeling happy, I know I need to go out and do a run or go and hit the mat. So, yeah. Thank you. That's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, so you've come from starting the program to changing careers to getting certified to getting uh, certified level two. So, you know, a lot of progress hinges on where do we go from here? You know, DDP always, you know, always got some place to go. Is there any goals that you have for you coming up? You mentioned trying to maybe open up a, a wing of the performance center or some stuff like that. What do you uh, see yourself doing in the next few years with the, the momentum you have right now? Well, COVID sort of does, has impacted significantly on my work life. So my actual goal when I became, a, when I started, when, when I sort of met DDP and, and did my personal training course and stuff like that, was to actually open a performance centre in Melbourne and not only do DDPY there, but do other programs that I'm certified to teach, um, do personal training there um, and things like that. Now, that's still on the agenda, but because of COVID and not being able to work for two years financially, that's just that'd be financial suicide to be able to try that in the next two years. So primarily for me, it's about helping as many people as I can um, 
doing as many classes as I can, building my own business. Um, so I, I have a business called Rocket Health and Performance Training, um, and I'm basically helping people with so many different areas. Like I've got like COVID in one respect. Another area that I used COVID to my advantage was I got certified in so many different programs. Like I'm an Oxygen Advantage coach. I'm a PH360 coach. I'm a Metafit coach. I'm, I've got so many diff, I've got my finger in so many different pies that no matter what the per, a person's problems are, I know I've got a program that, that can actually help everybody. And so that's where I want to sort of grow that now that now that we're out of our lockdowns and out of our restrictions and things like that, I think that's sort of the next two years I want to sort of grow that and be able to help as many people. Um, so one of the things that when I became a personal trainer is I set myself a goal to help a thousand people a year. Now that doesn't necessarily mean I train a thousand people. That might mean I train two hundred people, but their their connections in their work life, their family life they get the better version of that person because they're training with me, but then that's going to impact their lives as well. And that's going to make their lives a little bit easier. So that's the sort of the, the idea that I've got is trying to help as many, as many people physically as I can train and then help that their connections as well with, because they're feeling better and they're feeling happier. That's amazing. Wow. That's, you know, that's, that's inspiring. And, you know, we we focus a lot about weight loss and, and you know numbers and you know how many workouts you do and all this stuff. What really impresses me is how devoted you are to paying back the community and paying back the help. And I think it's pretty incredible how you're not only saying that you want to help people, you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're out there doing these programs, you're doing things, you're you're working very hard to make sure other people's lives are better. And I think that's what this is all about. You know, when we come into the program, we all get a certain degree of support from people. And once we get that support and we're successful, the great thing to do is to give back to the community and help the next group of people. And I, it's amazing to see what you're doing out there. It's it's really inspiring. I think, I think that sort of comes from Dallas. I mean, Dallas is all about helping people. And it becomes yeah. infectious. Once you've... Once you've been around Dallas and you've and you've and you've been a supporter of Dallas and watched Dallas for so long, it's inevitable that you're going to have, pick up some of those traits of helping people and wanting to and being selfless to make sure other people are, are feeling good. Um, and I think that's just sort of just it comes from the man. I mean, he's the he sort of sets the sets the example, and a lot of us instructors follow that example, and we. We, we look to help people. And I think generally people get into the fitness industry, whether it's as a DDP yoga instructor or as a personal trainer or whatever, our goal is generally to help people. When not many PTs or not many or none, no DDP yoga instructor gets in it for money, for starters. Right. The PTs, there's not many PTs that get in it for making a shitload of money um, because it's just not going to happen. It, we're there to help people and that's, and by helping people, that makes us feel better. And by and if that's and that's a two-way winning street, well, then that's the street we want to go down. That, that's a, that's such a great point, and you know that's what this is built on. You can say a lot of things about Dallas. People, you know, have their criticisms, whether they're founded or not. But one thing you can never call him is disingenuous. He is right. one of those guys that always he he helps. 
he'll go into salesman mode on these interviews. People complain about it, you know, detractors and stuff. But he never says anything he doesn't believe in. And that's what's the real great thing about this community. If you guys – I mean, most people don't know how many people he's just given programs to who can't afford it. Yeah. You know, people who – uh, you know, he helps out on the download. People will never understand the level of, of help he gives out that never makes it to yeah. YouTube, never makes it to Twitter. And that's what this is about. And that's what makes this community so special. And yeah. it's awesome to see someone out there like you who's out there kind of living it too, putting his money where his mouth is, yeah. well, you know, walking the walk. Well, all of the courses I've done have cost literally thousands of dollars. Now, in terms of me getting paid for my work, I don't get paid much at all if like I'm training people virtually for free and I'm getting a very very small amount for each session I, I do but I and, and I don't worry about that I'm not doing the sessions and I'm not training those people at live life get active for free because I want to I want to make money I'm doing it because I want to help them and I think that's once we change our our mindset of why we want to do things and why we're doing things. If we're working, if you work for money, then you're basically saying that your time and your love and your effort are not as valuable as the dollar sign that you're working for. But if you work to help somebody, then that shows you're putting in effort for them. You're putting in your time and you can't get back time. You can make more money anytime. You can go and scratch a scratchy and, and get, dollars out of that but you can't get back the time that that it takes to train somebody and write programs for people and help people and i think when you give your time to people you're giving something that can't be can't be taken or can't be given again and i think that's the important thing we need to remember is when we when we're giving our time and also when we're doing our workout where we do our workout for an hour that's us time that's time for us we don't get that time back, so we have to put everything we've got into that workout to make it as good as we possibly can on that given day, on that given hour. Um, and I think that's sort of, if we go through life looking at that side of things rather than, I'll just get it done and then I'll move on and do my job and make money, um, then yeah. I mean, money's important, but it's not the be-all and end-all. You can, you can survive without money. I think you have raised a really important point that, you know, a lot of people don't really brush on is when you um, invest in someone else, you're helping raise their self-worth. And I know um, for someone like me, for someone like you to take the time to teach me something, that's almost priceless. Because I write, it just means the world to me because not only am I, acquiring a new knowledge but I'm learning a new skill too and I can only be a better me because of that so it's people like you in the world that are willing to make that exchange um, on some level and that your greater calling is to help someone else I mean that that's that's an amazing thing. Well, essentially, essentially, I believe that knowledge is useless unless you're imparting it on somebody else to help somebody else. I mean, I could know but, everything, anything, but unless I'm going to be able to use it to help somebody else go forward and grow and become better, then that knowledge is, is wasted. It's just wasting up space in my brain, not just knowing it for the sake of knowing it. You've, you've basically got to impart it and, and help people with 
things that you know to for it to actually be useful. So I spend this money on certifications. I'm not going to just sit there and say, I know this shit. I'm going to say, right. oh, I'm taking that out and I'm going to help people with it. That's amazing. And they, they say that uh, the two things take for granted until they run out is your health and time. And here you are. You're healthier. You're mentally healthier. You're physically healthier. And you're spending your time way more meaningful and valuable ways. That's a complete success story, if you ask me. I appreciate for all you've been doing. And I appreciate you coming on and telling us a story here on DDP Radio. It was really awesome to have you on here. No worries. Thank you very much. And uh, before we end, before we uh, we wrap up, um, do you have anything you want to plug? A website, a Facebook page, anywhere people can go check out your training or your your personal uh, training services. Um, I don't have a website up. I'm at, it's actually being rebuilt at the moment. Um, but I do have my Facebook group, which is uh, Rocket Health and Performance Training. Um, so that's the Facebook group that I've got. Or you can just hit, just hit me up. I mean, I'm open to people on DDPY or from DDPY on my on my Facebook group, um, on my Facebook page, personal Facebook page. So just hit, look up Rod Frame. Um, happy to happy to chat with people and and if they've got questions, I'm I'm always I'm always wanting to help people. And if they've got questions, then shoot them through. There's, then don't ever feel that there's a stupid question, because the way I look at it, there's no stupid questions. There's only stupid people who don't ask questions. So that's right. Ask the question and get and get the answer you need to go forward. Because if you don't ask the question, you don't go forward and you stay where you are. So it's a, you've got to make a choice of whether you want to move forward or you want to stay in the shit that you're in at the moment. That's right. Well, well, said. well said. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of amazing people in this community, and you are the best version of, of the people who are out here, you know, walking the walk, and, and we appreciate all you do. So thank you so much. I hope you'll come back and talk to us again uh, and, uh, and check, with, check in with us down the line. Let, things, uh, let us know how things are going. And uh, great job, man, and thanks for coming on and being our Warrior of the Week this week. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back and chat with you again. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, every uh, week here on DDP Radio, we always wrap things up with the one, the only, the Canadian quote master, Crystal Stewart, giving us a little quote to inspire us through the end of the week. So awesome show, awesome guest. Thank you, Crystal, for putting it together. Uh, You do amazing uh, work behind the scenes. And I know uh, currently you're booked up longer than I'm confident I'm going to be alive. I think I'm going to be 80 (laughs) as far as you've booked up uh, the show. So uh, I appreciate all your hard work too, but I know if I know Crystal Stewart, I know she's got a pretty amazing quote to wrap up a pretty amazing show. So, you know, let's get on out of here and let's, uh, let's rock this thing. Um, The quote this week, um, I have to be very honest when I was researching Rod's story, this is a quote that I came across. So I grabbed it and just attached it to all of his information. So I had it. So this week's quote Self-care allows you to give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. I love it. That's a good one. Uh, I thank you, Crystal, and thank you, Rod, for giving me the best of you on tonight's show. I always get get to use some kind of cheesy transition because I don't know how to get out of this thing. But (laughs) I appreciate you all. We'll talk to you guys soon. 
We'll be back, I believe, next week with a brand new episode of DDP Radio. Thank yep. you, Rod. Thank you, Crystal from Australia, from Canada. I am Mike right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex. We'll be back next week. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you, guys. And Thank you. we are out. See you, man. Hector today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh. Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.